It's just up this way, past the forest. Okay, I just... I don't understand why we're... Don't question my art. Look, no, I, I, I support your artistic endeavors. I just don't know who's interested in a documentary about... What was it? The can of sardines, man? You still don't believe after what he did to me. And where? I believe you were hurt by someone. I just... What was that? It's the sardine witch. You were right. You were right. They would never come back. That they couldn't even come back. Welcome to another episode of the podcast from the Black Lagoon. Where we metaphorically slice and dice our way through horror films of old and new. I'm Brian, an elusive humanoid and or spectral force haunting the podcast forest. And I'm Nicholas Alexander Hacks, and my heart belongs to you, but my cock is community property. Huh. All right. A new direction for you. All right. I don't know how to react to that one. You're welcome. But I do know how to transition nothing to... All right, so we are we <laughs> talking about 1999's The Blair Witch Project. Finally, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> amazing, amazing. Uh, stalling here. Okay, let's take a trip to the Black Hills where you can be tormented by piles of rocks, Brian, and get lost with the deep depths of a forest constantly hunted by the unknown. Uh, and also have your friend hide the map from you because no. he thinks it's worthless. He thinks it's a worthless pile of shit and but he's going to wipe his ass with it. When you're in the middle of nowhere, maps are valueless. We know this. <laughs> it wasn't working. It wasn't yeah. working, Brian. <laughs> so, you know, uh, wow. I, Tell us about your resistance to give Blair Witch a shot. It's been years. Yeah, it's been years. I've, I've refused to watch it, and the day has finally come. And we experienced it. It was a shared experience early in the morning. We got up at six thirty a.m. We put on Blair Witch, and we, and man, I am so excited that we watched it. I'm ready to jump right into the guts of the film. Yeah. Okay. And when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. I didn't know how to feel about it at first. I'm very hesitant on watching found footage films because I think the premise is fucking stupid. Most POV shot movies, unless it's a porn, uh, doesn't really do it for me. There are certain aspects of watching a film that is shot this way and it just feels very off. With this movie, I kind of see why some people really enjoy this movie. It's not supposed to feel like a produced film. It's not supposed to feel like a high budgeted movie. It's supposed to feel like you're watching people make a documentary about mythical legends. 
and there's a grittiness i think that that having found footage brings to the table that traditional production cannot do you know like i i don't think that um i, I think we've had bad found footage entries into like kind of the horror catalogs but that doesn't mean that it is something like without art uh, i've seen it done very well and sometimes it is the best way to tell a certain story the idea of doing a horror mockumentary and not telling people that that's what it is and then dropping this film which has no jump scares no tense music to tell you oh and, and now you're scared and now your heart was very warm oh and now something's scared no that he died it's sad now music isn't telling you what to think there isn't stuff popping out of the screen at you it's not just an obvious like there's the threat in a mask marching toward you it's pure utter horror intention and it's disturbing and the film opens up with actual townsfolk talking about how we think you know babies were killed over here and kids were killed over here and teenagers were killed over here all these mixed stories the film is telling us that they might be lying it might be a myth it might not be real yeah. maybe it is maybe it isn't and, and then you're thrown into the woods with a bunch of kids who don't know what they got themselves into and there's Come no on, it's great. <laughs> plot convenience bestiary on oh yeah. this is what you're dealing with and you know it's, it's really funny because the, the, uh, these new horror movies are coming out uh, especially like paranormal ones and th there's a trailer that I watched and it's like oh I found this book I found this fucking book on what we're dealing with and I'm like are you kidding me already yeah. are you serious you're just starting with the worst cliche that normally comes in the middle of the movie now I, it's don't, the I don't I don't want to watch <laughs> I don't want to watch another movie that that has plot conveniences out the ass. It's, it's tough to, I think, the value of watching this movie for me is that this film, I don't even know what it was rated. It probably could have been PG-13. It's rated for I wonder why. Maybe just for the horrific nature of it, but we don't see no, violence. No blood. No carnage kind of eye candy. And hardly hear about that's... it. It might just be the pure horror and stress that it induces. And I was really worried, I was telling Nick this before we recorded, that this wouldn't really live up to what I remembered it being. Because there are some movies that don't quite live up to what I remember them being. This right. one stressed me out in a way that a movie has not done in a long time. And I am so pleased with it. I, I just think it is, I am convinced, more convinced now than I was before I, I rewatched it, that this is a masterpiece. It is a real gem of a horror film. And it did something really risky and new and entirely gave up on conventions that some weaker horror films around that same time relied on entirely. Like, this is fully deserving of the cult status it has. Mm. And, and I think, yeah. just like, kind of like I was discovering in our Mark to the Dead series, from the beginning or near beginning of this style of found footage film, we already had brilliant, highly evolved ideas in place. It wasn't like it was introduced in this kind of one-note movie and then slowly we evolved and made it even better. The moment zombies came out, we had brilliant films about zombies that explored all the fruitful avenues we needed. This film came out, all these fruitful avenues were explored. Amazing. Everything coming after it is not necessarily more evolved or better, it just looks pretty. This film is like the distillation of what I'd want a found footage film to be. It's terrifying if you think about it in its own terms. The reality of we don't know what's happening, you can rewatch it a million times and pick up a lot of new things. I was rewatching it. And all these little narratives were constantly battling in my mind about what this thing might be. And that's a really cool thing to accomplish. And like to say nothing of how organic the whole movie felt. It's really amazing. Like it's 
I, I was really blown away by it. Honestly, I had no idea what to expect. I forced myself to have an open mind when watching this movie because I was just so hard-headed into not watching this movie just for the premise that, oh, it's a found footage film. I'm like, okay, that's cool, whatever. No, it's not real. It's supposed to be mocked up as that. And to hear that they did a 44-minute sort of promotional piece on sci-fi, was it? Yeah, yeah. Which was pretty interesting. I think we might take a look at that, maybe. Yeah, they pretended it was a real documentary on sci-fi. That's it, awesome. Yeah. Before the movie was released. What a great way to do that. Yeah. The way the movie was set up, it, it, it took a really long time to get to the big climax that we were all waiting for and parts of me feel like I wasn't satisfied with how the movie ended because I was waiting for like I don't know maybe a reveal and that probably wouldn't have been as good uh, probably would have just dumped the atmosphere down 100% I like the fact that there is no soundtrack it's complete atmosphere and it does this movie really well because i don't i can't imagine like the logic in having a soundtrack to a found right. footage film it's like somebody found this and they decided to edit it <laughs> oh i'm gonna put i'm gonna put spooky music on this on this found footage film of people being murdered wouldn't make any sense and uh glad that they just they stuck to their guns when it came to the actors lines it didn't feel forced it felt nat it felt somewhat natural and human that's pretty amazing and too. it's this really is early 2000s yeah like i i know i've heard dialogue i've heard line delivery from that time in some horror it's movies bad. how did they pull this off it it felt like it was kind of improvised and on the spot. Like they, like maybe the script said, and now you guys argue about a map. And then they kind of came up with it in the time, in the moment. It was really amazing how organic it felt. With all the interactions between all three characters, Heather, Josh, and cr asshole Chris, everything felt stressful as time went on, as you know, night and day, as days go by everything just became more and more increasingly stressful and i can't reiterate how stressful it was <laughs> yeah it was almost too stressful at times yeah to the point where i felt very uncomfortable uh-huh and i can i guess i can kind of give in a in a good way i give i give credit to yeah. to the to the movie itself that it made me feel uncomfortable in a mm -hmm. in a social situation which i avoid like the black plague <laughs> i don't like people the scenes of them arguing about the map and then finding out oh chris if that's his name i don't remember if it was his name chris was hiding the map the whole time and then they start screaming and yelling at each other and heather's breaking down and it's just very intense moments like that that kind of get you invested to see what happens further and as day turns into night when you see pitch black you're dreading yeah you're, you're dreading those moments because weird things are happening outside the tent weird noises you're just sitting there and you're listening trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and i feel kind of i don't know why i feel disappointed I was expecting, I was expecting like a big payoff. You're gonna see a creature or something, and we just don't. Yeah. 
and I'm glad that it inverted my expectations regardless if I'm disappointed or not and I know that sounds completely ass backwards no I get it I totally get it it. you do like some people like for the audience I feel like how how can you feel that way like you feel disappointed but you enjoyed you enjoyed what you got yes 100 percent because it was averting my simple minded expectations of what i what i'm usually accustomed to i'm usually accustomed to full-on splatter carnage and we get like a monster we we see we see the monster if not at all and we didn't see any we didn't see the Blair Witch or, or even like a, a psycho montage at the end where a psychologist paces back and forth and describes everything that just happened so now we understand why he acted the way he did right those kind of debriefing moments at the end of a lot of horror movies this you're right it didn't have that and thank god because it would have betrayed the reality that it was trying to present to us in reality you probably don't get you get hit in the back of the head and that's it you're done the camera doesn't pick up there's not a big reveal again we don't get a, some some secret book that tells us everything we were left not knowing in the lingering question and these tiny bits of evidence about was it supernatural was it not did they just go insane the camera picked up something so was it a person a I... force amazing that, so... that makes the movie evergreen the few things that I'm kind of grasping at plot point wise is, is it supernatural? That's the main one. That's the right. obvious one. Is it a cult? Like the people that they interviewed, are they behind it? That could be a complete possibility. They're, they're talking about these legends and they're behind it. People go into these, un, un, these, these woods. I was going to say uncharted, but I don't, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they've been explored or not. Yeah, and that's kind of a brilliant thing because, firstly, they probably most certainly have. I, I, I don't know that there are many square. There's not a, probably an inch of the U.S. that's been entirely unexplored, and that's one of the amazing, scary things about the film, where they are sitting there saying, "We can't get lost in America, where you know we're, we're the town is right there. People will find us. They'll know that we're, we're here. Someone's gonna get us." But you can. The world is so indifferent. <laughs> Things like this can happen. And, and it was a, such an astonishing moment of the film where it really was like, uh, you, there, there are still these stretches of land where you can entirely lose your way. But were they losing their way? Was, were they following you know, true north and still wrapping back around? Was reality repeating itself by some supernatural means? Or were they losing their minds? There is debate there, you know, but I refuse to believe it was a guy in a mask or a cult. I really do think it was. I think there's more reason than not to believe that there was a supernatural element to it. Yeah, I like, I like to think, think that there was, was a, there, there yeah. was a supernatural element to it. I, I, feel I like... think it was a singular entity. I don't think it was a collection, and I don't think it was real people in in yeah. correspondence with something supernatural. Even that would be stupid. I think it was that would dumb folk. <laughs> That would be. I think down. paranormal activity ended up taking that route, and that was a real issue for me. Um, and so I really do think it's a singular entity. I think it is the woods themselves. Remember Evil Dead, that moment where the trees were attacking that girl, and we had this discussion about how interesting it is that the woods themselves were the evil force, not some singular being. It really did feel like a real, true essence of evil. I feel like that 
to me is how I take this movie, where it is the woods rejecting foreign entities in whatever way it can. Not a singular ghost saying, and ready, we're going to wrap them back around to a log. I'm a ghost, I'm scary. I'm going to, oh, you're back by your log again. I'm going to put stones by your tent by hand one by one. I mean, how, how idiotic would it be to see a ghost crouching down collecting stones in a little basket? I'm gonna... And then sneaking over to the tent and dotting them down. That's not I'm scary. Going to smear jello yeah. yeah. all over your stuff. Which that was cool. That felt like such a ghostly, old school ghost, you know, ectoplasm. like a ectoplasm. Yeah, I was like, oh, that is such a good touch. That is such a good touch. And anyway, so I feel like it is, it is like the woods themselves rejecting these entities who are now inside of it. And that feels terrifying. That feels like real evil. I just love it. I think it was such a, <laughs> such a well done movie. The ghost of Pill Cosby. I'm yeah. going to smear. You, you the, love it. I'm going to smear the Jello pudding all over your stuff. It's a sign that you're going to be next. My next victim. Poor Josh. I, I Poor just, Josh. I couldn't. I can't. I, I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. What's the matter, Brian? It makes me uncomfortable. I think there's a moral issue somewhere in there. I made you some coffee. Alright, I'll have some. If your vision gets blurry, that just means it's working. I mean, I'm funny. Okay, alright. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> I think supernatural entity, a broad entity, not a singular humanoid entity or a ghost. Or Pill Cosby. I think it is... It is revolving around these these scenes of symbolic importance where the kids died, where the babies died, where the teenagers died, where the adults died across time. These are these heavy little relics of the past where great evil was done. I think it's feeding off of that. I think that's kind of like a movie logic thing to say. Yeah. But I think that it just swirls around these dark moments of all the tragedies that it's caused. And it to kind me, of the fact of driving past a living, breathing woods that is just, at its core, essentially evil, that's scary. It kind of reminded me of Outlast a little bit, because... Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Outlast is a, is a POV mm-hmm. found footage film, I guess. Well, not necessarily found footage, but you're, you're working a camera, and you're going right. through it's all these... It's a game, we should say, for people port- who don't know. Well, yeah, it's, it's a game. Uh, and you run around. The first game you it takes place in a asylum. Right. Yeah, an asylum, and you're avoiding all sorts of crazy people that have very uh, in-depth backgrounds. If you read their files and you figure out why they're insane, and you go through trials and tribulations of just horrific torture. It's very graphic and violent. And then there's there's a supernatural entity in the game that makes it all worthwhile to get to the very finish. Yeah, um, it, I don't it, doubt at all that this movie had rubbed off on a lot of... Like you were talking about Resident Evil mm-hmm. also, which I see a lot of similarities in the seventh game in yeah. this film. This, this movie really... I really think it distilled something really new and fresh in the horror genre. And inspired. watching it again, it still yeah. feels fresh. I don't feel like many other found footage films have succeeded like this. And if anybody knows of one, tell me. Because I think the medium isn't used, should not be used to make really cheap horror movies that make a lot of money. It can actually complement the story. Like in this case, a gritty, realistic 
way of filming really complements the story. If this were high production value with right. overhead cameras and drones, and maybe a little bit of a kick at the new one, it doesn't feel the same. It drains something from it. So I, anyway, I, I just love this. I, I think uh, it exceeded my expectations. So do you want to cut to an ad break? Sure. So I can go to the bathroom? Got it. All right. We will be right back. All right, we are back from our little ad break arena. And why did I, that sounded so, like such like Ned Flanders, something Ned Flanders <laughs> would say. Yeah. Our break arena, oh, the, the fucking ghost of Ned Flanders is possessing me or something. I'm kind of so, interested. I'm kind of interested in seeing what the game is like, because uh, I've heard I've heard some interesting thoughts on the game, and I've also heard some pretty drastic criticisms on it. Like, oh, the leaves can hurt you, apparently. Yeah. So this story is really, really, really dumb in the game. Like, I have no very dumb. I have no issue with dumb storylines because <laughs> Brian, I play survival horror games. Yeah, I love yeah. survival horror. It does gameplay. It, it does give you a sense that you're lost in the woods, and that there's no like, here's your mission marker. Go over there, and then you go over there, and it's like, oh, a log. I'll climb across this, and then they say, now go to the farmhouse. Go to a farm, and then the mission marker points you go to the church. And then, wait, this is the log I just passed. It's not like some dumb video game scripted event. It is free. Like, you just run around the woods, and things start presenting themselves to you. And I got stressed out and stopped playing it, because it really was scary. I thought it was very stressful. And you actually have a dog with you. And the dog kind of, you have to keep him safe. He can get scared and run off in the woods. And you just lose your dog in the darkness. And I've never had that feeling in a game before, of, oh, I need to keep my group together because they aren't perfectly cohered like in like Dragon Age or Fallout with a companion right where no matter what happens they're, they're going to spawn behind you they can leave and when they leave you are you lose a sense you're literally almost blinded because now you have trouble with completing some game stuff and surviving and all this very stressful it captured the stress of the group dynamic getting loosened and breaking apart and becoming chaotic in the yeah. movie the dark woods the horror of it it was pretty cool. I did not like the combat mechanics, and I did not stay with the game very long. There's combat? Kind of. In a loose sense. Almost like in an Alan Wake sense. Uh, like flashlight. There's there's a bit of that, but it's honestly, it's done pretty in a pretty tasteful way. Um, and the game is really scary. Like, I was really... I found it very scary and stressful. Uh, super unique. Anyway, when it did come out, people were ready to hate it and then I remember it ended up being uh, really seen as an innovative important game but the story is hard to look past <laughs> it's real dumb it's another played, grizzle band on a mission and like this is very dumb I played Outlast 2 yeah I know I know that game stories. looks beautiful it's I am so disappointed really at how horrible it was supposed to be it looks beautiful it's I'm such waiting, a cool atmosphere. I'm waiting for Outlast Three, and I'm hoping that they can redeem themselves because yeah. if they take, if they take another freaking route, uh, Outlast Two route. I'm not gonna be happy. Outlast One was amazing. It was perfect, mm. and then they took, 
they, they opened the world up. Outlast 1 was confined, Outlast 2 was open, and it was confusing because you had to, you had to run away from a horde of enemies and you had to, you had to find, find the place that you had to go and everything just kind of bled together and it was just, you were, it was trial by error at that point. Man, if they did that well, that would have been amazing. Yeah, it would have been. That sounds like it could have been a masterpiece, man. Could have been. Could have well, been a show. I mean, that, that kind of goes to, like this. This movie had a big impact on other forms of media. I think you see it a lot in games, especially of, of movies or, or games that kind of reflect the horror intention that this that this film kind of introduced. Do you have any other big things you want to talk about in the guts of the film? Let's see. I've talked about how how. Uh, talked about the the lack of music which was amazing it's it's really funny to, to think about that because we're always talking about how amazing a soundtrack is and yeah. how and well in this case, the absence of a soundtrack needed to be that way it was perfect yeah the stressful situations and interactions between all three characters was pretty cool i liked that even though I didn't, because it stressed me the fuck Very out. Very stressful. It did, yeah. it, it, did, it, did, it did a good job on that in that fact to make me feel stressed. I fucking hate Chris. Honestly, I really didn't like Chris or Jacob at all because they were just... They were dickheads. Chris especially. Chris was a major dickhead for taking away the map. Which, honestly, I don't, I don't even know if that the map would have helped, regardless. But still, that that whole that, that whole entire thing of what you just did could have been like the point of life or death, and you just yeah. fucked, you fucked everybody. Yeah. That was another great moment in the movie. They all had their own delusions about their own ability to get themselves free, and the other members of the group disrupting that, like. It was never their fault. It was somebody else made it so I couldn't save us. And they, they all just, had that. And it was really, like, that felt very real to me. We were just talking about that completely off the point of the movie. Like, we weren't even talking about the movie before we started. And we were just talking about how everybody sees themselves as perfect. And if anything goes wrong, it's the outside world. Yeah, it's, but it's or, their or, fault. Yeah, totally. And if not perfect, at least entitled to something, right? <laughs> like, at least, like, flaws and all, I deserve this thing to happen. And if it doesn't, you know, to hell with everything else. We just I, I deserve that. There is that self-importance. and This movie had that in a very realistic portion because I think we all have that side to us. Mm-hmm. And it's about kind of tempering it before it comes out of your head. Right. And it's like, I gotta watch that because that's real. That's real to that's a bad, bad we just came full, sh- full, full circle. I almost said full. I almost said full circle. Circle. We almost came full <laughs> circle. Whatever it is, that is what we did. Yeah, I, I, I was super happy with this film. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, any other points? I was on? surprised. Or are we ready for? I was surprised. Good. I thought I was gonna fucking hate this movie. I thought, I. I thought I was going to hate it 
more than I actually ended up hating it. Like, I, I hated... There's just... Hate is a very strong word. There are some things in the movie that I disliked. And I already kind of divulged upon that, how it ended. But it ended in a way that... I would have to give it another watch to completely accept and uh, appreciate what they were going for. Like I understand that it's it was deemed necessary to end the movie the way that they ended it. Any other way would have been unacceptable. It would have been just another generic movie and we didn't get that. We got we got what we got. <laughs> and we're yeah. better off for it. <laughs> So I, I, de I definitely think that this deserved the whole cult status that it got. I think this is a damn near perfect movie for what it wanted to be. I really do. Um, I like zero critiques of it. I think it was risky. It was bold, and it it was influential in, in hindsight. I think it's just awesome. Um, and thank God, because I was really worried. It, Look, going back to it, it wasn't going to hold up. But yeah, no, I'm impressed. I, I would count this among my favorite horror movies again, now that it's refreshed in my memory. Uh, super impressive. Now, we lay it to rest. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. May God be with this young man's soul. And may Rod rest in peace. We are gathered here today to lay another film to rest. The Blair Witch Project, 1999. How you exceeded my expectations. You knew how to stress people out in social situations and build atmosphere without using music. The lack of jump scares is completely wholesome, and I thank you for that. Now I'm going to lay you to rest by tearing you up without anybody seeing and then wrapping you in sticks. Wrapping you in a shirt and then boxing you up in sticks. Like a, like a Christmas, like a fucked up Christmas present. Bury you in those sticks with blue jello and a pack of cigarettes. Wow. We got there. We got there. Cigarettes. And a child! And a shirt. <laughs> No, back to the old Nick. Always bearing it with a living thing, preferably children with you, huh? That's a sentence that shouldn't be pulled out of context. <laughs> uh, preferably children, Brian, 2021. It's the full, the true colors come forth. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, um, I will bury it with every pile of rocks in a 10-mile radius from my house. I don't know why that little omen is so scary, but it's so witchy and old school. Like ancient horror, like little straw things hanging from trees and weird substances on bags and the rock piles. Oh, it was just such a great choice. I think and terrifying. I think that is so tattoo worthy though. I yeah, like I, a little that could be. I think I, I might get I might get that. I, I the straw actually, I like doll definitely. And then also the the stick pattern that we see recurring, and then the little pile of rocks. That's real cool. Get the little pile of rocks tattoo. It's like, oh, what's what's that? Oh, it's from the movie Blair Witch. The pile of rocks. 
Yeah. I got, I got that yeah. tattooed because I wanted to remember that, that scene, that horrified Brian. Yeah. I can't be in a 20-foot radius any, uh, of him anymore because yeah, he got right. a restraining order against me. It's very scary. Yep. <laughs> he just can't take it anymore. The rocks. He can't, he, can't, he can't be near the actor, The Rock. He can't yeah. see any movie. Yeah. That That's has. for a separate reason, but yes. Because he just doesn't want to smell what The Rock is cooking. And because he's a because he's a jabroni. I don't even know what those words mean, okay. So Completely, yes, I guess I just blindly agree to them. Yes, I, I just, am. I just completely geeked out on you with wrestling terminology. Wrestling terminology? Oh my gosh. I had no idea. I guess you're hearing voices. I guess so. Well, sometimes, that is better. So, this one is from... Could it be? Roger Ebert. Get out of here. No, it isn't. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It isn't. This one is from Mike E. Monster. This was posted on February 5th of 2020. So, this was pretty recent. He gave this movie three stars out of ten. And he titled it All Sizzle, No Stink. To be remembered as a pioneer of the found footage genre B, one of the highest ROIs in Hollywood history, and a brilliant marketing campaign. Alas, when the film ends and the lights come up, you feel completely ripped off. And why is that? Because you were. This film is trash. There's a sucker born every minute. Just ask the next adult who actually sits through this snooze fest with zero payoff. What is it like to live a life where you can't just say, well, that wasn't for me, but you have to say, not only was it not for me, I am so cultured and, and far-seeing that I understand that it is I'm, a sucker born every, every second I... and those droves of, of mindless drones are the ones who perpetuate this nonsense. Shut up. <laughs> I am an all-seeing entity yes. that lives in the nether the above the cosmos as right. I peer with my almighty perception on what is deemed as a good horror movie. Yeah. You will listen to thee. You will bow down to my superiority amongst your Sniveling troglodyte brains. I am your god. <laughs> That's what I got from from this. Is that movie. the last paragraph of that review? Yeah. <laughs> so, it. Well, yes. Nick and I we're pretty we're gentle people on this podcast. We don't tear things apart because we understand these are artistic projects and we they deserve respect. This guy, on the other hand, every now and again we come across reviewers who seem to be, for all of their. <laughs> For all of their ego and, and their assumptions about their own brilliance, seem to not understand the subjective nature of film, which is things can be good and great and artistic. They can be doing things that aren't obviously and manifestly on screen. And even so, a good film can be disliked by somebody. I dislike plenty of good films, you know? And that doesn't mean that the entire world is and must shift around your opinion. This could just be a slow burn and you weren't into it. And that's okay. Like, that's totally fine. I get that. But it doesn't mean that everyone who enjoys this movie is it a victim and you refuse to be to be victimized by it. 
No, it, it's very silly. That's very silly. How is reading a form of the Saw franchise? And this one woman commented about how every single one of them was an amazing piece of art. Then one person commented and said, one through three was amazing, everything else was garbage. She replied with, what are you talking about? These movies were amazing. And the other person replies with, you tripping, these movies were garbage. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm just, I'm sitting, I'm reading these comments. I'm like, dude, like, you can have your opinion on what you think is a good movie. You can have your Why is it so shocking? Why does it Why is that so shocking? Why is it so amazing that you might, you might think one thing and somebody else might think another? Why do you have to assert yourself to the world and look like an idiot for doing it, you know? Let, let me tell you something. I enjoy Jason X. I enjoy Jason X. Jason Goes to Space, to me, was an amazing film goofy as shit <laughs> schlocky schlock beyond schlock but i loved it just for the design of jason and i love i love the space setting and i thought it was pretty cool and it was a little bit of a breath of fresh air to take jason out of camp crystal lake even though we were supposed to get freddy versus jason and the two companies that owned the rights to Jason and Freddy just couldn't come up to their goddamn fucking minds on what they wanted to do and just not like put out a good movie for the fans. They just had to, you know, make Jason X. And I was completely fine with that. I thought this is completely be devoid of the facts of what, what movie we're talking about. We'll definitely cover uh, Jason X at, a, at another point in time and you'll see conflicting opinions of one another when it comes Being, to that you movie. liked it and no one can take that from you no nobody it's, can take it you, from me you can you can just sit in your bubble and say this is i'd like this and I, that's fine yeah that's it's perfectly completely fine. okay i don't understand why people have to fucking hate on that it's like okay you don't like the movie but i do i hate friday the 13th part 9 i think that movie is garbage but some people like it i'm like okay, I don't understand what you see in it, but I thought that it was just a horrible movie, and that's okay, you know? That's okay for you to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Thank you for that. That definitely didn't unravel everything we just said. <laughs> All right, here's mine. Once again, Eber. This is, again, how, heavily abridged. So how how predictable. Mind. It is predictable. This is my guy. I like figuring out his stances on these horror films. I, it's, like, it's almost like I really appreciate someone's opinion when they're so capable and ready to hate horror movies. It's like when they find one they like, it's, it's very interesting it's so to meaningful see to figure out why. Yeah. Because yeah. like to be so cynical, I feel like you kind of there's some truths that you pick up on that people in the genre won't. When you are so cynical about a genre, I like that. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I can't think that way. I like the genre too much. He says, Horror films that tap into our hardwired instinctive fears probe a deeper place than movies with more sophisticated threats. A villain is only an actor, but a shark is more than a shark. The Blair Witch Project, an, ex uh, an extraordinarily effective horror film, knows this and uses it. It has no fancy special effects or digital monsters, but its characters get lost in the woods, they hear noises in the night, and they find disturbing stick figures hanging from trees. Their imaginations have been inflamed by talk of witches, hermits, and child murderers in the forest. And because their food is running out and their smokes are gone, they and we are a lot more scared than if they were merely being chased by some guy in a ski mask. Yeah, totally. Nailed it. 
<laughs> when you said the talk of witches, I thought you said the taco witches. And I could only imagine what the fuck was Ebert smoking that he pulled taco witches out of He found out what the Blair Witch really was. A taco witch. <laughs> you want yeah. this extra cheesy beef burrito? Yep. There it is. There it is. All right, we're breaking ground here. All right. The movie is like a celebration of rock bottom production values, of how it doesn't take bells and whistles to scare us. The buried structure of the film, which was written and directed by this person, that person, is insidious in the way it introduces information without seeming to blah, 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 blah. We hear that children have been killed in the woods, that bodies have disappeared, that strange things happen at, Cap at Coffin Rock, but the movie wisely doesn't present this information as if it can be trusted. It's gossip, legend, and lore passed along half-jokingly by local people. Yes. Yes, perfect. That's totally it. Much has been said about how realistic the cinematography is, because at the time, this is kind of a new thing, how every shot looks like it was taken on a handheld camcorder in the woods, because it was. But the visuals are not just a technique. By shooting in a chill season, by dampening the color palette, the movie makes the woods look unfriendly and desolate. Nature is seen as a hiding place for dread secrets. As fear and desperation grow, the personalities of the characters emerge, and at a time when digital techniques can show us almost anything, the Blair Witch Project is a reminder that what really scares us is the stuff that we can't see. The noise in the dark is almost always scarier than what makes the noise in the dark. Any kid can tell you that. Not that he believes it at the time. Alright, last sentence could have been stronger, but what a great review! <laughs> I love that. I love that the noise in the dark is almost always scarier than what makes the noise in the dark. Because what could it be? Totally. That is the thesis of this entire movie. I'm so behind that. I get it. I, I totally get that. I think he nailed it. He gave it four out of four stars. There are amazing dramas that win Emmys that he does not give four out of four stars. So this was a masterpiece in his eyes. And I get it. I totally think this was a damn near perfect movie. It did everything it wanted to do, and it did it with huge risks. And I love that. That's that's what I come to the genre for. So, go Ebert. What do you think, reflecting on what he said? Did any of that sink I, in? Do you I disagree with any of it? I, I figured that he would actually like this movie. It was yeah. void of gore, like mm -hmm. pointless, pointless schlock. It was definitely deep-seated in atmosphere. The lack of uh, music definitely brought it to life. Not knowing... Yeah. Not knowing what's there is uh, that's making sounds is fucking horrifying. I agree. Yeah. I agree 100%. It's, yeah. Yeah. I, w I wasn't really surprised that he gave it a 4 out of 4 because it was a pretty good movie. I love it. I love it. I love when he gives a horror movie the highest rating ever. I don't know why there's some like voyeuristic thing in that. It's like, yes, that guy even liked it. That guy did. <laughs> he normally doesn't. All right. Now we are ready for, for my most dreaded segment, the final cut. <laughs> All right, so, wow, I was honestly really surprised, and as we were going through our voices, I was trying to think what would I give this movie out of 10? I, like, I've been, I've been struggling this whole time because my, originally, when 
without even giving this movie a chance, I would have gave this a four. Hmm. I would just give it a give it a oh, wait, four. without watching it. You without would just guess it. at what you think four. it was. Four. Four. Thank you for not doing that. <laughs> You're welcome. I wanted to give it a chance because you actually liked this movie and uh, you thought it was a really good movie. And I tend to like if somebody is really dead set on showing me a movie like if we can sit down and watch a movie together instead of you telling me you gotta watch this you just tell me you gotta watch this it's a really good movie I'm not gonna give it the time of day if we both sit down and we watch this movie and you tell me I love this movie so much it's so good I will sit down and I will give it the time of day I will go into it with an open mind and if I end up liking it I'm like oh good on you if I end up hating it I'm gonna tell you like cool i'm gonna tell you to go fuck yourself no yeah that's that's what i was going for uh in a joking manner but i i would like i would like for people to explain to me why they think this movie is so good why they love it so much and what i'm missing if i didn't like it uh and if i still don't get it then okay it's just it's just a me thing and can i guess what rating you're gonna give it go for it i think you're gonna give it i think you want to give it a six but you're gonna give it a seven so, I'm giving this movie a 9 out of 10 a nine? slashes. A uh, 9? Entirely unexpected. Okay. A 9 out of 10 slashes. Wow, more, that's huge. You said you more, hated it at the beginning. <laughs> the more and more that I think about it, I love... It, it was slow. Don't get me wrong. It was really slow. And I can watch slow movies. I like Halloween, the original Halloween. It's slow as shit. And it doesn't get good until, like, the second half. But this movie is slow, and I was like sitting there trudging along, hoping something would happen. And obviously, we don't get like immediately into it. But I love the simple fact that we have people telling you the, this folk, these folklore stories about this entity and things in the forest, and we don't get immediate facts we don't have one person saying i have this book it's very convenient and i'm gonna tell you what you're dealing with and how to stop it and oh yeah this totally wasn't forced in uh it felt natural the interactions with people felt natural it felt real and what they were going for especially when it came to advertising for this mill for, for this milm this film why milm was going on for this film not milm what the fuck is milm <laughs> uh, the advertising for this film is surprising and I really want to see the the huge uh, documentary propaganda uh, that was released on uh, sci-fi before the actual movie was released it's yeah. so it's it's very interesting but i will still say that i'm still not a big fan on found footage films and this whole oh based on a true story it's totally real you can only do it so many times and you gotta give credit to the the ogs the people that did it first i think i think uh 
I think that the Blair Witch Project did it first, right? They, they were There's the always ones. surprising stuff. Like in France, ten years before this, there was a found footage. It's like, I don't want to get in the weeds on it. But this was one of the earliest ones I can think of in this cinema. Is one of the this is one of the films that really made it a standpoint in yeah. film culture. Yeah. And I have to give it credit where credit is due. And sure. although I was kind of disappointed with how the movie ends... I'm gonna have to give it a second viewing and I know that I'm gonna like it and I liked the dilapidated house I thought that was pretty cool I knew that we were coming to a closing end I love all the creepy things that are happening how each and every character is slowly losing their minds as days go by they're scared they're hungry they're arguing it made me feel something it made me feel uncomfortable and when when a movie makes you feel a certain emotion on a strong standpoint that's when you know that the director is doing something good that's when you know that they did an amazing job if i don't feel a single thing and i'm just sitting through your movie you did not do shit you didn't do anything if i if i wasn't cheering for somebody to be slaughtered if i didn't feel entertained in some shape or form if the movie wasn't if the movie wasn't good but it still had a quality of this is funny because it's so bad then you didn't do a good job yeah but if it was so funny because it was bad you did something and it made it made me feel something so this is why i'm giving this movie nine slashes out of ten because it made me feel very uncomfortable i felt uncomfortable in these social situations and heather sobbing and begging josh to stop yelling at her and dickhead chris trying to be the moral high ground that after destroying the group yeah <laughs> honestly didn't make any sense to me but I, yeah. I i i chalk it up to the blair witch That's how people act though the they entity. cause something happen. Yeah. They, they they can mess up and cause a fallout and then turn around and act like they're the ones who are going to save it i know people like that you know like, that's like, how people are i like to think that the forest itself was messing with them it was causing them they were losing their minds i think irrational. that's cool yeah. And that's why, again, nine slashes out of ten. On border, on a borderline, almost ten out of ten. Wow. Uh, and it could possibly be like, oh, up there in like one of my top ten lists of favorite movies, horror movies of all time. I might even put it up there, like on top four. Uh, mm. That might be my fourth favorite movie of all time. That's I don't huge. know. It's very I huge. It. Wow. Yeah. Over-succeed my expectations of Great. what I thought this movie was going to be. Uh, still, don't like found footage films because I just feel like they're overrated. But this yeah, movie Two things can be true. You cannot like the genre but like a movie in it. You know? Simple yeah. as that. I obviously love this movie. I think it's brilliant. And on my rating scale, where 10 is the thing, 10 the is the, the epitome of all movies. The grat- yeah, the, the best film, and Zero is a black screen that punches you in the face for watching it. This movie is easily, without any any hesitance, a 10 out of 10. 
Okay. Like, I, I don't, see. I don't doubt it for a moment. Why? Because it is, it did everything it set out to do, and, in a technical sense, nailed it. And unlike with Psycho, which did everything it needed to do beautifully and perfectly, but didn't hit me on a subjective level, I didn't identify with that movie. This film is made for me. I that that's what's scary to me. These types of unknown things, not piles of rocks, but what they imply. <laughs> no, pa- no pile, piles of rocks. Piles. There's of something rocks. about the structure of pebbles in, in, in a pyramid shape that just makes my skin crawl. It's unnatural. <laughs> yeah. They're plotting. They're plotting they against society. Like what are they up to? <laughs> what are they trying to see? Pebbled standing fuck. on each other's backs. <laughs> you pebbled fuck. <laughs> anyway, so this it did everything it needed to do, and on top of that, it just happens to be the exact type of theme in a movie that hits me. You know, like just some movies hit you right. This hit me which, so right, which and one it held you, up. What? Which one do you like better? Do you like Blair Witch or do you like Hereditary? Um, that's really hard to say. Hereditary is a brilliant film that hit me the right way, and I think it captures evil in a way horror movies have failed to do for decades. Utterly failed to make the occult feel like a natural living force, rather than something that's conveniently brought up, because it explains something. That movie was disturbing on a level that's hard to explain, and I don't think we'll ever come close to that again. Uh, It's like a high point in modern horror movies. I think, I think I appreciate Hereditary more, but as far as ranking the best horror films, I have to say Blair Witch is better. But I don't appreciate it as much as I do Hereditary, because Hereditary took a huge chance, huge risk, amazing payoff. Hereditary is also a 10 out of 10 for me. And so there are very few that hit that 10 out of 10 club in my book. I think it's one of them. Hereditary is up there, Alien is up there, and Blair Witch is up there. I hated Hereditary when we first watched you did. it. I yeah. fucking I hated it. But I a gave lot it of a people s- have that reaction. I gave were, it a, it's just a revulsion. Yeah. I gave it a second chance. I'm like, wow, this is actually a really good movie. Like, I can understand why people would hate it at first, but you miss so much your first time viewing. You have to you have to give it a second lens and watch it again and try to pay attention to all these yeah. missed details and you really get the full picture and you become more understanding and appreciative of the art that was put on screen totally totally and even if you even if after all that you still don't like it whatever that's valid i totally valid too because again there's that subjective bit where it's just like it might hit you right it might not this movie did hereditary did the witch did blair witch and the movie the witch that hit me right too and it's like all of that it's just those are the movies that to me are like that's why i like this genre i'm i'm willing to watch other things and to taste other subgenres. but some movies are just like yeah that's why that is the power of cinema that's where it is like lives and breathes right so 10 out of 10 club <laughs> 10 out of 10 club uh so i think i think that the the next movie that we're going to be covering is psycho 3 Obviously. Uh, then maybe we go into another Blair Witch movie. I really want to see the sequel. I've never watched it, and I'm scared to see it. Because right. I'm worried it might it might taint this one. But I really want to. I'm curious. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Definitely that needs to be on our list. 
I think we have to keep an open mind and yeah, like if it if it's really bad, it doesn't have to exist in our minds. It yes, can be <laughs> like oh, that's not canon. That's like this fucking uh, fan fiction bullshit. <laughs> That was that that was created to to upset people. Yeah. Same thing with The Last of Us Part Two. Don't consider that to be definitive. I, oh my god. I, I think it was a masterpiece of a game, and I think it was. I love the gameplay. It was more the same. Get, I don't think we have time to get into no, this. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> we don't. Uh, but yeah, that so that was Blair. <laughs> That was Blair Witch. That was the Blair Witch. That was the Blair Witch project, and uh, yeah, uh, you already got our thoughts on what we thought about the movie. Uh, how many times can I say "thought" in the in the same sentence? I don't know. How many looks does it take to get to the Tetsuro Center of a Tetsuo? I think, we'll I, think we just, I think we just press the stop button. <laughs> Thank you for watching our podcast. All right. listening to our podcast and go to youtube we have reaction videos watch us experience this movie you like it it, it was so fun to watch this again uh, so go subscribe to youtube check us out on there if you like what we're doing uh that's, yeah and, and stay yeah. tuned we've got plenty more to come yep that's black lagoon reacts if none of yes you, none of you knew okay well we will see you in the next episode <laughs>